DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by Travis Hansen, the former Cougar. Travis, good morning. Good morning. What's up, <laughs> DJ and PK? Travis Hansen, he sat next to Brian Santiago last night. Two of the biggest hotheads that I know. Isn't that right, Travis? <laughs> Uh, what? No way. Maybe maybe Brian. Brian needs to control himself a little more. But me, me, I'm just a mellow guy. Maybe now, but not then. Brian, Brian Santiago is one of the greatest dudes. He was our director of operations when I played there. Yes. He was the best director of operations, I think, in the history of BYU. He's just one of my best friends and a phenomenal human man. It was, it was great to sit by him last night. You're trying to make up for calling him crazy? Is that the deal? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We went to Spain and Italy this uh, last fall with our wives. It was it was a fantastic experience, and we met up with the BYU team in Italy. So no, Brian, man, BYU is lucky to have him. He's awesome. Both of you, Espanol, too, huh? Yeah. Well, he's Puerto Rican. I'm <laughs> I'm Chilean. I'm, I got that Real Madrid. So a little bit of a difference a di- there. A little different Spanish, but yeah, man, he's he's a great human and does speak to Espanol. So, as we sit here waiting for BYU to play Gonzaga, are you surprised that the Zags are this good? And are you surprised that BYU is this good? Well, I'll start off with BYU. No, I told you guys Pope's a stud, man. You did. I was playing for the Hawks. He was playing for the Nuggets. It was the first time I ever met him. And he's just, you know, special. Some people are just born to coach and and, you know, he has all the attributes and skills and talent, and, and he's paid the price, left medical school two years in and went to take a, you know, basically an assistant director of operations job and and has, has made the grind. You know, you work hard and good things happen. He's worked really hard. I think he's got probably the best staff, I would say, top 10 best staffs in the nation. Um, Chris Burgess going to be a next, you know, future head coach, Cody Fieger, probably could have been already, and Nick Robinson already has been. So, you know, I think BYU special, the, the, what they've been able to get out of these guys. I mean, obviously the players have played and they've made plays, but, man, you know, there are there are no bad teams, only bad leaders. And these guys, these guys are a great team and Pope's the best. Uh, and then the Gonzaga, they're always good. What are you going to do, man? I don't know how they do it. Mark Fuse figured a nice little formula out to get those guys to play in a system, and no matter – who leaves and who comes back and who comes in. I mean, they're just able to play to the strengths of the players they do have. And I mean, they're top five perennial school every year. It's crazy what they've been able to accomplish over there. So my thought for you is that regarding them making the NCAA tournament, which clearly seems to be possible, and I trust in your evaluation because you have been right for many times over over the years during the relationship that we've had. You've proven it to me. So I want to ask you, is this team – capable of winning one, two, three games in the NCAA tournament? Zero? Where do you fall on that one? Well, you know, it's a difficult question because it, you know, based on your bracket and your positioning and, and your seed and, you know, where you play and different things, but um, the, you know, some of that's just luck. Um, you know, I, I, I was a good player. You know, I was you know, but they were great players and you know, some of them are in jail. Some of them didn't have the right coach, the right system. Some of them got injured. 
And so you, you do got to put luck in there that, you know, just quakes in, into life sometimes. But, but I think, hands down, no matter where they go, they can win two games. Now, if they're in a better, in a, in a good bracket and they get lucky and a couple other teams win that shouldn't have and they get a good placement um, and with no injuries and all these things. And, man, I think they could win three or four. Oh! <laughs> I like have him. a drink I like of that. A lot. <laughs> you have left me like mom- momentarily speechless. <laughs> I did not have a. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I just think you know they're they're special in the fact that they're pretty mature um, as a team. You know, they got a lot of seniors and a lot of guys have been through the ups and downs. And you know, physically, you got to have the talent, but I think even more important, you got to have the mental side, the emotional side. And Jake Toulson, you know, the oldie child, T.J. Haas. I mean, I don't think it's Alex Barcelo getting, you know, what he's been through in his life. I mean, I don't think it gets more emotional. And so these guys are very stable. They're consistent. They, they're they not going to get rattled in, you know, two minutes left and they're tied. They've been through enough hard games. And they just continue to get really, really efficient. Uh, T.J. Haas was, is the most surprising player to me. I mean, he was he was good last year, but he's become – a phenomenal player, uh, barely makes any mistakes. It's like a coach's dream. You're not going to make too many mistakes. You're going to make the right decision every time. And then he's he's shooting a very high percentage and and leading in a phenomenal way. So then you got Yoli, you got Kobe. Uh, what's going to hurt him is Dalton Nixon. He's got to get back, but you know I think that's very questionable. So then Gavin Baxter's got to play, and Gavin's been out for so long. So I think expectations would be to win two. I think it would be phenomenal. Uh, if Dalton Nixon somehow surprisingly gets back and Gavin Baxter, you know, somehow gets the rhythm back and without playing for so long and, and is able to contribute, then you could win three and possibly four if you get, you know, some, some good placements. So Pope's doing all this uh, good work. Obviously, he's caught a lot of people's eye already, and the stuff you're predicting for the NCAA tournament would definitely turn heads. He's coached in multiple parts of the country. He's got the NBA pedigree. So people are going to come calling. Is this going to be a long-term thing at BYU, or could it be as short as uh, Tucker at Colorado and one and done? Because places he was an assistant are having terrible seasons, and man, he could be just what the doctor ordered for a lot of people in college basketball. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have plenty of options. I think he had other options besides BYU. Uh, if he would have stayed another year at UVU, I think he would have even had more. Uh, there's, he's special. What are you going to do? You know, there's guys like this that come around and you know, with the NBA pedigree, and his wife is awesome. Um, you know, when I played in the NBA, before I did 21 workouts before the NBA draft, and, the, and I noticed the best of the best teams, like when I went, they flew me out with Chicago Bulls, and I played one-on-one with Dwayne Wade, and they were looking at us as, you know, top two or three guards in the draft. Uh, they asked us many times about our wives, and they actually flew mine in and interviewed her. And so I, I think I think people understand how important uh, your wife is and your support system around you, not only – you know, they're, they're going to allow you to put the time in to be great, but also uh, they're, they're kind of your psychiatrist, your wives. You know, you start a company, you play professional sports, you do anything in life. You At some point you want to quit. You know, at some point things get hard and, and you come home. And if she's stable and, in a, you know, plays that role, which Leanne Pope has got to be, you know, 
one of the best at it. And so Mark Pope has an incredible support system around him, which is going to allow him to, you know, do his job. Um, so I think Pope's special. I think, I think BYU's special. I played, you know, around the world in every NBA arena and against, you know, many, many, many teams. And I don't know how much better it gets. Uh, Tom Homo, Brian Santiago, the student section, you know, I, I, I would go as far to say is BYU is the best place I've ever played. Now, Real Madrid was pretty phenomenal. The tradition and the history, the amenities, the private planes, um, and it's how they treated us. But up probably in line with Real Madrid, which is like the Lakers of Europe, uh, BYU. You know, the amenities, the locker room, the staff, how they treat you, how much they want to win. Uh, it's just a special place. And so, and Pope knows that. He's been around the way. He's played a lot of different places, you know, and, and unless it's his old school Kentucky, which I think they just signed, you know, <laughs> Calipari to a lifetime deal. I think we have a good chance of keeping him. Well, if he gets some uh, offers, then uh, maybe some uh, mucho, mucho dinero, D. Hansen uh, Familia? <laughs> Pope's going to get paid, you know, <laughs> one way or another. Whether it's, if, he keeps, if he keeps doing his job, right, which he's, which he's done this year, and besides losing to Utah, which it still makes me sick every time we lose to those guys. We should have beat them. What were we, up 16? Yeah, something uh, like that. Anyways. Uh, that was the only bad loss, I thought. Utah's horrible. So, <laughs> have they, I don't even know how to say, how many games have they won this year? Those guys, man. Um, you know, besides that loss, Pope's done his job, and he's going to get offers, and he's going to get looks, and, and you know, but it, it's early on in the contracts. And, mm-hmm. But we are lucky, man. They, they, they did mm-hmm. nail a great guy who's a great coach. Eminem still throwing shade at the Utes. Yeah, here they here they come. <laughs> Travis Hansen, be whack. That didn't yeah. take long. People were at the keyboard poised waiting for that. Yeah, those guys, you know. They they try really hard. They try to be good. They try to they just there's a second tier, you know. What what are you gonna do? Oh, uh, you can punch them. <laughs> no, we don't punch. Nick Nick you know, made a little mistake, but come on. You know how many times I've been punched in games and elbowed? And they're, they're, they were kind of babies. That was just that in the situation. warm-ups by the Utes. Yeah, who's a, who's a freshman who uh, went after Van Horn and got mixed up at the Huntsman? Nate, Nate Cooper? Yes, there it is. Nate Cooper is a blast from the past. Yeah, that's all fun stuff. I mean, this is, you got you got, you got grown men fighting over an orange ball. You should see what I saw in Europe, the Greece and M80s and fire batteries being thrown at you and water bottles. I mean, they have, like, protection uh, uh, behind the the bench, so that you don't get smacked in the head, you know. And up here, we, you know, someone gets a, in a little tussle, and everyone goes crazy. So, <laughs> Kristoliak, you know, come on, man, that guy's tough. I don't yep. know what he was crying about. Those things were like little tiny incidences that everyone should just enjoy the game. And oh, sometimes, no. sometimes there's fights. Travis, it got, it got so nasty they had to take a year break, buddy. Oh, that's lame. You know, in Greece, we're playing Panathinaikos, Olympiakos, the two best teams in Greece. And it got so crazy that a fan tore a seat that was bolted and nailed down, tore a seat out of the concrete up in the stands and hit 
another fan and killed him. Oh, that that's crazy. That's a whole nother level. And and they didn't quit playing. They didn't delay it. They didn't what they 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 did stop that game. But the next, like I think a week later, had a moratorium to calm everyone down. And the next game, the fans just weren't allowed in, and they still played the game. And then after that, they kept on going. And so, I mean, that's crazy. That's a whole nother level of, you know, things you shouldn't do. But, you know, little fights between the games and guys getting heated. These are all young kids that are learning, and they're feisty and competitive. Come on, man, you let the guys play. For heaven's sakes, it makes it fun been way way bigger tussles than any of that stuff that went on so i'm glad they're back playing you know glad everyone came to their senses and it's a great rivalry and it's fun to watch and it and it entertains us all which is what it's all about you are a utah lifer you are a utah county kid and that means that you can't help but follow the utah jazz and i know that you know enough people in basketball that you're following a few other teams too and so i'm curious when you see uh, LeBron calling the shots now in L.A. and acquiring teammates, even if they happen to be under contract and have to be tampered with and leveraged out of New Orleans. And then you look at Houston dealing Capella and going all in on small ball. And you look at some of the other storylines in the West, uh, Kawhi getting back to Southern California. He's a, he's a Mountain West guy, so you follow him a little bit too. Who's going to come out of the West? Who's the best? Ooh, I'm a, I'm a huge Dennis Lindsay fan, by the way. Phenomenal person really 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 good at his job justin zanuck was one of two agents i almost went with i ended up going with bill duffy but justin zanuck was here uh man back in 03 and we went to ruby river down in provo and he tried to tried to sign me um the, the jazz have done a phenomenal job year after year of just building uh a great team around them and i, I really like how they play um uh, you know, I love to see Donovan and Rudy as all stars. Uh, the Lakers are special. You know, I, I think the Lakers and Clips will be the two teams that come out of the West. You know, I think Houston's good. I, I love Luka Doncic. So here, here's a story. So Luka Doncic, he's like him and uh, and Mirokic, who's with Barcelona. We're playing with Brandon Davies. Um, which shout out to all the former alumni, Tyler Hawes is in Bilbao, Spain, and Davies in Barcelona, and Elijah Bryant in Israel. And these guys are, you know, it's just so fun to see them continue to play and provide for their families and make some money playing this beautiful game. But, but I'm I'm in Real Madrid playing with Pablo Prigioni and Ethere Messina is our is our head coach, and Mirotic and Luca, they sign, they come in, and they they're in one practice, and coach said. They, they, you know, they're young, so they made a few mistakes. And Ettore Messina says, "You guys are, you guys are soft. You guys are soft. You know, in his Italian accent, you soft. You know, you soft like Winnie the Pooh. You know, Winnie the Pooh." <laughs> and, and he kicked him out of practice and put him down to the junior team. And they weren't allowed. They weren't allowed to play with us. Now both of them, your kids play with the Bulls, signed fifty million. Now he's with Barca, and Luca obviously is an all-star and unbelievable. So. Coaches sometimes make mistakes with these young kids, but it's been fun to see Luca play so well and and come out of uh, one of the best teams in Europe, Real Madrid, to to show what he can do on the on the big stage. But oh man, Philly's struggling. I would say Toronto, Milwaukee, Lakers, Clips, and you know see who gets gets the NBA championship. But most likely 
whoever comes out of the West is going to win it. So I'd say Lakers or Clippers. You know, way back when, the international player seemed like a specialist, and he was deemed as just a soft perimeter guy. Uh, you know, you go back 20 years when you were growing up. Somewhere along the line, it it obviously changed, and these kids coming over are ballers. What do you think was the difference based on your foreign experience. Now, when you bring in players like a Doncic or whatever, they're not soft. They're actually big-time ballers as, as opposed to just being a you know a standalone jump shooter back in the day. Yeah, you'd have to credit the EuroLeague and then, and then obviously the American influence over there. When, when I first went over in, in 2006, um, it depended on the team, but they were pretty soft still. And it was that soccer influence, I think. You know, they're trying to draw the foul constantly. They're throwing their head back. They're, you know, anyone that sets a pick. And Americans, we come over and we're strong and athletic and we play tough ball. And Europeans, they're more technical. You know, they're a lot more like soccer with passing and spacing and, you know, and, and way less aggressive and way less physical. And the combination of the two over the years, you can see these European players have adapted that they know. And I think a lot of these Europeans coming over here are not having great success because, because the game is different. Um, you know, they've, they've picked up on that. And coaches over there, there's been a ton of American influence from coaches like David Blatt. And so they've prepared these kids a lot better for what the NBA is like because the NBA is much more athletic and much more physical than Europe is. And you know what, Lucas six seven, Lucas six seven, you know two thirty. Yeah. And he's got the body, and so then then it's just the mental, emotional understanding. Like, dude, you're you're gonna get pounded, and these guys are gonna come right at you, and it's gonna be physical, and you can't, you know, if they if they hit you and you throw your head back and the ref doesn't call it, you know, you can't flop and fall down and roll around like it's soccer. You gotta, <laughs> you know, man up and be tough. Hey, been able to handle it. been check, check Twitter. I just saw something that made me think of you. You were going to laugh when you see this. A guy, there's a guy faking an injury, flopping and rolling around, and a guy on the opposing team gets right next to him and mocks him second for second. I mean, it's like, it's like instant replay, like two seconds later. It's hilarious. Yeah. Travis, yeah, you're, you're one of a kind. You're one of a kind, dude, because these guys who go over and serve missions or they serve in Europe or play, in your case, play in Europe, they come back and they think they're all soccer guys. You served somewhere, South America, I think, and then went over and played, and you come back and you're still blasting soccer. I love you, Travis Hansen. Tiamore. <laughs> no, I love you guys. Man, DJ PK, how long have we known each other? 20, 20 years? Yeah, it's amazing how, right. how good you guys are at your job and people love you and I love listening to you I love your your takes um, you guys are super smart and Utah's lucky to have you thank you thank you Travis although we just got someone who says Travis Hansen is a bleep He's but not. you know what yeah he you is mean, but in a nice he, way you know, <laughs> <laughs> see Travis you know getting called that for 20 years it's like wait a minute am I alive am Dave I still Rose alive called him Travis that. you're a bleep like whoo okay good it's a day that ends in you Y you know what? I'm 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 in Salt Lake last weekend. My my little girl's playing in a volleyball tournament. She's nine. I go uh, to the bathroom. Guy in the bathroom. I'm at the urinal. <laughs> Guy in the bathroom says, "Are you tra- you Travis Hansen?" I said, "Yeah. What's up?" He's like, "I hated you. I hated you." <laughs> I said, "Oh, mom, for what?" You know? He said, "I'm a U fan. I hate you. You guys played so tough, and I think we lost five times out of six when you were there." 
So much respect, but I hated uh, having yeah, you beat you can, my team. You can live with that. So, you know, yeah, I can live with that. That's, that was nice. That was a nice gesture. So to all you fans, you know, we're just going to keep winning. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can already – I don't even have to check Twitter. Better. I got to check Twitter. They're going to they're gonna tweet back, we're going to keep playing football. Nine in a row, ten is coming. Come on. You know where that's going. Yeah, I don't – I don't even. I'm a basketball guy. That's all I care about. (laughs) Let's go. You'll care when they win. You know you will. In the meantime, football's had our number for a while. It's been good. They've 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 destroyed us. So, but what goes around comes around. You know, seasons of the time. Yeah, I mean that's because they're led by a BYU guy, though. Yeah, Kalani's. I'm a big fan of Kalani. They'll figure it out. You know, and sometimes it's luck. You know, that's why you play sports. That's why you, that's why you play the game. That's why even we all think the Lakers and Clippers should be in the finals and will be in the finals. That's why you play the game. The Jazz you have a chance. Know. You never know. Why not? You never know. Travis. That's why I predict BYU beats Gonzaga Saturday night. I know it's tough. I know Gonzaga is really good, but oh, not having Dalton hurts. But I think I think it, I'm a big believer, man. So got to believe to achieve. Let's go BYU. Yeah, I hope you're right. Thank you, Travis. Thanks, boys. Always good to talk to you.